pay for air. I got a driveway now. I don't got a parallel park, so. <laughs> well, that's how, you know, if you grew up in the Northeast and you moved to a house where you don't have the parallel park, you like leveled up. That's it, dude. That is the level. Let's get this shindig started, dude. We got a nice, nice uh, cat here. How are you with cats? <laughs> <laughs> I think the cat likes me. All right. That's good. That's as long as we're... <laughs> Yeah, I don't run that, this by anyone. So before. It, I should, probably should, dude. Hold on, <laughs> let me get to the sponsors first because I'll get we'll get into the cat. Is it's the not, cat always here, or is he just here? He's for made a, a lot of cameos. Gotcha. Yeah, he's <laughs> done more work for this podcast than I have. We're back. <laughs> Thanks for sharing podcast. We are brought to you by Dan Rouse at Cherry Hill Mitsubishi Ko Pest Control KCD Construction Pace Roofing. Colt Recording, Hoover Delivery Service, ERT Restoration, Doodah Distro, J-Bo's Creations, Kelsey Kool-Aid Art, Four Seasons Landscaping, Sharky's Barbershop, Artie Realty, Bone Marrow, Capital Adjustment, Santini's Grill, A-Plus Insurance, Tyson and Caster, Ivy Innovations, Ghost with the Most Boutique, and last but not least... Whenever the actual sponsor's on, I just saved them for last. Art History 101. Art History 101. Yo, you got a great list of sponsors, though. I know a lot of them people. Yeah, Good businesses. It is, that is the Northeast. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sponsored by Northeast yeah, Philadelphia. I'll be honest with you. This podcast has brought art history, so much business. That's what's Everybody up. should, uh, you know. The crossover shirt's coming soon. <laughs> I need to get merch made, dude. I do need to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if we did a thanks for sharing shirt and had the H be the, ah, just throwing it out there, dude. Just throwing it out there. Yo, let's I'm make let's make a crazy release yeah, it for could, that. John. It could be your biggest seller. Dude. Yeah. You know, better than the Fix Your Energy, which is my favorite shirt. Yo, if we if we do a, a special release, where are we doing the release at Applebee's or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People pull up, run the parking lot out, dude. He'll be like, man, I like I like this kid's attitude. I wonder because like a lot of my regulars know I do a podcast. I wonder if like any of them actually listen. You know, but probably not. Like I said, I'm an older crowd. I'm the daytime bartender at Applebee's. I don't know. People are like real curious. So it's like, yeah. even when people hear, I, it's funny. So like when I first started making shirts like 18 years ago, no yeah. one, I, I didn't know anyone that made shirts. And yeah. usually when you think of a business, there's usually a need for something. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I could supply that need. That's a business. All right. We're in 2021. Everybody makes shirts now. It's like really weird that even yeah. new companies start because there isn't a need for another clothing line. Right. Well, you got in a little bit early, so that's yeah, good. You know right. what I mean? But Before like the, people were like, what, what I was going <laughs> to say is that like when I tell people like, yeah, I, I have a clothing line, Art History 101, you'd be surprised. Like 20 minutes later, they're following me on Instagram. Yeah. Like people do check into it. It was something I was always a fan of and I just never, I don't know why. Like, you know, like you see something, you're like, man, I fuck with that. I should buy some of it. And you just never do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was one of those things. And once the pandemic hit, I think I placed like a $300 order with you. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, man. The government's giving me money. Done deal. Yo, you, and like. For, and you have been nothing but supportive and I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Because I remember I hit you up out of the blue right when I started this. Yeah. Because when I started, I was like, we're brought to you by Nike. Like just companies that would never sponsor this and i'm like please nike send me free shit then <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna do it with like the local business and then i hit you up and i was like yeah listen if you want to spot i'm just gonna say you sponsor it dude it doesn't cost you anything yeah and tell them what i did i sent you a package you pa sent me a package absolutely man. I'm and my favorite shit is yeah. i see some people i know wearing the no discount shirt and i'm like i get one motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm an official. I'm an official sponsor. You know, man. You are like, official sponsor. You were one of the first, dude. The first I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I do appreciate that. Hey, dude. I honor, honor. You are. Uh, you are a very positive guy, which I like. I like to think I'm. Po- I'm positive, negative. Like I don't like myself that much, but I I see things very optimistically a lot of the times. Yeah. Well, I just say like I'm positive like in front of the camera and outside my house, but like if the cameras are off and I'm inside my house, I'm like yeah, WTF? Yeah, insecure, emotional. <laughs> you're just like you're like I don't know what's going on, dude. Which I think everyone is. <laughs> right. uh, me and uh, me and a good friend of yours, Corey Miller, but better known as the Biz Mighty. He, is. Yeah. he always brings up he's like he's like you live in a fantasy world where you think things will work out for you. I'm like I do, and they do. You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you is that I live in that fantasy world too, but I just yeah. call it the art history world. Yeah, there we go. I so a lot it. of like the negative stuff like that don't happen in the art history world. Yeah. That's all the good stuff. You know I, mean? I try not to let, you know, why life's too short. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And stress will kill you. Stress will kill you. Yeah. And stress that was on your show will kill you too. Yeah. He will also kill you. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> shout out. He wanted a shout out because- little inside baseball people will watch this and be like oh damn dude he's putting in work we're doing two episodes today <laughs> nice. the great and powerful davron won't be here next week so uh i'm doing jeff's little brother jack dj sev one afterwards really yeah that's bought, my guy right yeah, there. i bought a change of shirt and you know what you bought me shirts so i might just Absolutely. go with one of those yeah i gotta I, see I'm if one hang, of them I'm, matches my shoes though i'm gonna hang out for sev that's my boy you yeah know, man. and Corey might stop by too I don't nice know. he's doing a side job <laughs> I listened to I listened to his podcast tonight. So shout out to to the Bizzler. Absolutely, he started a little podcast. I was listening to it. They were talking about pro wrestling, and I was like, okay, yo, I just want to tell this story about Biz. Lay so like, so Biz always been known about our history, support here and there. But um, our mutual friend Rich Quick, when Rest he passed, peace. when he passed away. Rich was like one of like the heaviest art history supporters of all times. You know what I mean? Like he's done all the ciphers at art history. He's wore my shirts in every music video. He went on like a tour, a European tour, wore all, all art history. So at the funeral, I'm like crying my eyes out. And Biz comes up to me and goes, it looks like someone else is going to have to take Rich's spot like rocking our yeah. history. You know what I mean? So I, like, yo, that meant so much to me that like it was even just recognized. And he has stopped by the store like a lot since uh, Rich yeah. passed away. Well, when we had the store. You know what I mean? And you, you know what? I am nowhere near the talent level of him, but you got me now too. I wear it quite a bit on Appreciate stage. Appreciate it. Thank you. I try to wear clothing companies of just things that I think should be supportive. Like I'm not a big... I'm a big Nike shoe guy, but I don't own like Me Nike too. shirts. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I'm just like, yeah, I just I wear a lot of art history. This other clothing company, Johnny Cupcakes, and I Boston. love Johnny Cupcakes. Yeah, I have a bunch yeah. of his shit, yeah. like way too much of his shit. Yeah, and uh, actually, Stress's boy uh, Chris uh, owns one called Omerta, mm-hmm. which I like that shit a lot. I gotta look into that one. That I shit's don't know like that. it's like you know black t-shirts, plain white writing, very simple designs. A lot I'm of a huge like tattoo, fan. tattoo theme stuff. Nah, it's more like a gangster stuff where it's like I'll break your face. That's like what the shirts say, and I'm like, that's what's up, Makes dude. Sense. And I'm the least tough person. And I love exactly. wearing it. <laughs> and those guys like me, and they're like, they're like, oh, thanks for wearing our shit on stage. And it's like, you know. They work with cool people. You have worked with cool people. And yeah, like, yeah. you guys are just like, you're like, yo, I appreciate you wearing my shit. I'm like, I do nothing, yeah. dude. Yo, I, try I tell to... dumb jokes for five minutes at open mics. And I'm like, I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to explain this to people because like one of the most notable things I did was the hoodie that Soldier Boy's wearing and cranked that. Yeah. So like that video had like this crazy reach when I first dropped. There's like people in China doing the Soldier Boy dance. Like yeah. there was like a China prison. Yeah. Where they like taught all the prisoners how to do like the soldier boy dance. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, 
people all over the world seen that hoodie. It was dope. Every time it came on TV, it'd be like, oh, Jay did that hoodie, blah, blah, right? That is awesome. But I could be driving around the neighborhood and just see somebody like wearing an Art History shirt, and it yeah. still gives me like that feeling of like, yo, that's dope. It that's is cool. awesome when you see it other places. Absolutely. Like uh, Mark as a musician, and when he was rapping, his uh, rap, well, I guess he's a producer now, but uh, either way, the moniker, is that the right word, moniker? <laughs> for like a different name pseudonym, pseudonym? actually a slur in <laughs> that's what's up dude I think that, like pseudonym yeah well mark's pseudonym is ayu and uh he had shirts made with just his face on it and it says nobody cares which is <laughs> genius design and uh my mom actually went to like italy and greece and like took pictures with the shirt like in front of like the mm-hmm. coliseum and stuff and yep. i was just like so i was like we put you on dude we have a we have a uh i actually have a friend and a guy that supports our history and he travels all over the world like it seems like he's in a different country every week but he takes pictures in front of all these different yeah. monuments and in different countries like yeah. wearing art history and he's just on like the top tax- of He's on the top of Everest wearing I Absolutely. <laughs> he's like, I he's climbed a, this shit in yeah, a t-shirt. He's like at the Mayan pyramids. He's at like the Eiffel Tower. He's yeah. all over the place just rocking mm-hmm. our history. So. Yeah. Hey, I, I rock it a lot too. I've spent so much money. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, and yo. You deserve it, man. You I always I mean? feel like that. So I, I most people like that wear Nike and all this other stuff. The owner of Nike most likely didn't have... Uh, their hands haven't touched that shirt. They have no idea that shirt fucking exists. They're like, we did that? That's what's so. (laughs) With our history, I wear a lot of hats. So most of the shirts that have ever left I either printed them. I'd most yeah. likely, I designed pretty much a most personal of personal touch. Yeah, there, exactly. I mean? So I always say that, like, when you see an art history shirt in Spain, it's like, oh, a piece of J is at the Eiffel Tower you made right it to now. Spain. You, may, yeah. you may never go there, but. You no, know, it's yeah. crazy. Like, we got order from North Dakota. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah. so fucking dope because. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> I know, but I'm like, yo. I'll never go to North Dakota. Yeah, At least yeah. I don't have any plans on going there. North Dakota was riding heavy with Philly for a little bit. Because of Wentz. Yeah, so there yeah. was probably something with that. But now, see you. He's gone. Yeah, you know, and he man. got COVID as of today. It's a sin, really. <laughs> it's a sin. And you, what, you just did a new Bleed Green shirt, right? With Jeremiah Trotter? Yeah. Is that out? Yeah. Well, the thing is, we posted out. it out for a pre-order. They'll be going out tomorrow, actually. Awesome, man. Yeah. So, like, them Bleed Green shirts always are like a huge release for us there's yeah. so much hype like throughout the year people people will just come up to me randomly at the supermarket my brother was wearing one today actually yeah. fun yeah. fact yeah it's crazy like uh you ever seen like the dave Chappelle uh stand up where he said like we take a day off sometimes like i'm yeah. at disney <laughs> with my kids and people yeah. are coming up to him like i'm rick james yeah <laughs> well like i'm at the supermarket and people coming up to me like yo you should put jerome brown on this year's bleed green yeah. shirt like jerome brown would be a good one yeah but my- it's like it don't matter people run into me all over the place i could be at the boardwalk with yeah. like the family or wherever and people would just come up to me and start talking shirts and they're like hey listen i got an idea i don't know if you want to go into it yo, <laughs> you know? everybody got a million dollar idea for a t-shirt I think a good idea, right? And what do I know about anything about making clothes? But if you do the Eagles, the Eagle with the ski mask one, I would, you know, I would like that to be reprinted. Just saying, you know what I mean? If you got a small lane around and a hoodie, you know, <laughs> I would, I would be, I would give you my money. You yeah, know? that was a really good. I shirt. have the whole mascot collection in hoodies, so that would be the last one I need because that I would got fill the, rest the collection. Of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy is that one of my goals and dreams is always to do a shirt. 
an official release collaboration with one of the Philly sports teams. Yeah. Like an official art history. What Eagle do you feel shit. like you have your best shot with? I feel like probably the Sixers. So. Because a lot of the 97.5 guys like wear your stuff and stuff. Because yeah, I watched Tyrone yeah. on. Uh, Tyrone, art. man. He's the man. He yeah, always he's, is wearing art history. The man. They owe me Fantasy Fest tickets from three years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I talk to him, I'll put it in his ear. Yeah. I was going to call up and be like, yo, man, they've given me shout outs on there. Because I did a joke about it on my special about 97.5 because I listened to it. Just how unruly Philadelphia fans are. And I'm one of them. Right. But they just complain about winning. Yeah. And I did a whole thing. And that's why I was supposed to get Fantasy Fest tickets. Because it was when Chappelle first dropped his specials on Netflix. And they're like, we're talking about comedians tonight. Because it was around this time of the year. Nothing was going on sports-wise. Phillies were complete dog shit. Right. And they were like just talking about comedy. I was like, I actually do it. I did, you know, I posted the thing i posted it on instagram natalie aganoff reposted it before <laughs> nice. so that was pretty cool anthony gargano follows me on instagram <laughs> nice. i was like i was like that's pretty cool it's my radio station of yeah. choice man so um about three or four years ago uh dj ghost who is like the official sixers dj is a good friend of mine and supporter of our history so he had asked me to like make him some shirts but i we needed permission from the sixers which they gave us permission so I think I made like a dozen shirts for him. And he called me up saying like the suit and tie guys in the office like love these shirts. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to try to get them to uh, like do something more. So they ended up ordering, I want to say like 100 shirts for DJ Ghost to like give away. They had the Sixers logo, blah, blah. So I had this idea like, yo, just get me in the door so I could pitch them my collab idea. Yeah, believe in yourself. Why and not? They they loved the idea. So for like three months, we worked on designs and we did some shirts, blah, blah. But like it, it never officially came out. You need like permission by the NBA. Ah. Uh, so. Um, fuck them, man. Right. But like here's the thing. It's not like it's off the table. Yeah. Like I still believe that it's still going to happen one day. How crazy would that be if they have court? Just in that logo, the little tiny corner, there was the little H. Yeah. Ah, Yo, the um, thing is that, is that every time. every season that like new uniforms come out, yeah. I always get a tweet or something like that where like, yo, our history needs to make these yeah. uniforms. And yeah. that would be a dream come true, you know? Yeah, now that Ben Simmons in the shitter here, you probably would have done better than the Boathouse Row jersey. Exactly. They were cool. I liked them. A lot of people hated them. I don't know. It was mixed feelings. Yeah, I wasn't I a fan. You weren't a fan. No. I thought it was a weird thing for of the city to be like, this is it. Like, not even the skyline. They're like, Boathouse Row. Yeah, like that Which represents is cool, them. but I was like, I would never think that in a million years. I, I thought that it was like strange too, but it's just like... Um, it's a really clean design, which is cool, but it, like I feel like it didn't represent the, the team like it should. Yeah, no. Like I feel like the Sixers have still have like that retro feel to it. Yeah, I liked when they bought the jerseys they wear nail back. I hated the Iverson era ones, the black ones, mm-hmm. the black, white, and what I think they did them. In Yo, blue. so this is another crazy thing is that when I did talk to the Sixers, was that year I put out the thirteen star shirt. Yeah. Right. So if you look at. Art History's 13-star shirt, it has seven blue and six red for like 76. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? They, they made one the opposite? Is that like literally like the next <laughs> No, the next year, their jerseys were the 13 stars. Yeah. Like right yeah. after we had made the shirt. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I'm I didn't not know so, that because I seen the shirt and I thought yeah. it was just like they did. The, oh, wow. You nah. did it first. So listen, I'm not They're watching. Say, listen, I'm not saying that they stole my idea. I'm just saying that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, I'll fucking say it for you. I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> the Sixers aren't knocking on my door. Yeah, but I like, did get Franklin to see one of my posts one time. Yeah, it's when I got my thumbs tattooed with the seventy six, and I was wearing the hoodie. Yo, that's the a Franklin dope tattoo. I yeah, like that seventy six tattoo. Shout out Kelsey, she did it. Yeah, and then uh, to add on to that, when the store burned down uh, back in March, DJ Ghost did call me up and said, "When you guys are ready to reopen, like I'll DJ." And Franklin said he'll come out and like support your reopen. Mm. So. You know what? I was looking into getting mascots for this because you can get the Philly fanatic for like weddings who's fucking book solid. Yeah. Yeah. But I would be like, yo, how great would it be to have the fanatic on the podcast? Because he doesn't talk. (laughs) (laughs) And it would just be an hour therapy session of me just clearing my conscience to the fanatic. I'd be like, yo, man, listen, I'm really going through it right now. I need this to succeed. And you're my ticket out of here, man. Yeah. Well, it would just be like, you just ask him yes or no questions. And for Mm. yes, his tongue comes out. Yeah. And he just slapped me in the face (laughs) with it. I don't know if the fanatic would fit into the frame here. I imagine that costume's huge. I would imagine him and Gritty. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know why we don't make all our mascots fat. Like they should, because Gritty's fat and the fanatic's fat. I feel like they should have just made Franklin and Swoop a little fat. <laughs> I agree. You know what I mean? Just I go agree. with the motif of the city I that agree. we're a bunch of trash. The bags. thing is, out of all the out of all the mascots, I think that Swoop is like the weakest one. Like, Gritty and Fanatic are awesome. Yeah, I like Franklin. People hate on that. No, nah, I think Franklin's dope. I, I feel like they I, finally got it right. The rabbit was dumb. Yes. He was way too buff. Hip-hop, right? Yeah, that was his yeah, name. Yeah. I don't know what we had before that. I don't remember. I don't think anyone does. I don't remember what was before hip-hop. But, like, Swoop, like, they need to redo him. Yeah, make him fat. Yeah. I'm telling you, get me in the foot, get my Yo, foot in the door with the Eagles. Have, the ma- have them have the ski mask. Yeah, I'll be like, listen, make them fat and obnoxious, <laughs> like gritty, dude. Because people were eating that shit up when they announced gritty. People are like, this is the ugliest shit. Then he just started trolling people on fucking Twitter. Yeah. Which I'm not on Twitter, but when companies or things like that start trolling people, like I know Wendy's is like big with trolling people, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's so great. Well, I, I remember when gritty like first came out, he had like more followers than like. Other NHL teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like our mascot would have bigger following yeah. than their whole team. He's the only uh, beacon of hope. They're going to be pretty good this year, though. Me and Mark were talking about it because they made some good offseason moves. Yeah. What's up with these Phillies? Are we going for the playoffs or what? I think they probably will get in and lose in the first round, which is fine as long as they make it in. But I, I don't agree. know. I agree. Listen, uh, when the when the Philly sports teams are doing good, it's good for business. I can imagine. You know what I mean? Yo, it's crazy. It's right up your alley. Yo, your that, that's the reason why, like, I'm I can't believe that we haven't clapped with one of the sports teams yet. Because as soon as like a team makes it to the playoffs, like everybody's hitting up art history. Like, yo, are you dropping like something yeah. new? Like everybody waits for. And I his- imagine all the like. I, well, obviously, you were talking the Sixers know of your existence. I imagine all the organizations around here know of your existence because they have like retired players. Like, didn't Dawkins wear his shirt or? So, or no, Jalen Mills wore so, the Dawkins shirt, right? Yeah. So um, Alshon Jeffrey was seen in the locker room after we beat the Dallas Cowboys like twice in one season. It yeah. was like Super Bowl season. He was wearing our Dawkins shirt. And when he interviewed, he was like, can't nobody fuck with us yeah. or whatever. So like that made like headlines all yeah, over. Good like, for you, man. Yeah, ESPN, blah, blah. But like the caption would say like, Alshon talking heavy wearing the Brian Dawkins shirt. So yeah. everybody was like, where'd he get that from? Yeah. And then Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson was seen wearing our Eric Allen bleed green shirt during training camp. That's awesome. Dude. So uh, Bryce Harper was seen wearing our gritty shirt. Carter Hart like posted it as like we sent Carter Hart a package. We got in touch with him. We sent him a package. He gave us like this crazy shout out on Instagram. It was like, yo, for dope tees, like go hit uh, up that's our. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's wow, like getting Harper's pretty big. 
yo, so with Bryce He's Harper, three hundred million dollar man, dude, right? You know so like mean? with Bryce Harper. Is pretty interesting to me because I look at it like he's kind of like one of us. Yeah. So it's like he gets paid to wear Under Armour. Yeah, I so, feel like I feel like he got you know I feel like that's why he came here. Like I would have to think he had options. People were willing to spend that money, and he came here, which is just like yeah. you know he was in Washington. It's like a train ride away. Like <laughs> right, he could have right. gone anywhere, dude. Right. So like uh, we did a fe- we did the Second Street Festival, and like someone just shows up at the Second Street Festival is like. Would you give me a discount if I showed you a picture of Bryce Harper wearing an art history shirt? We're like, dude, oh, we'll give you a free shirt. Like, and how oh, did you man. see Bryce Harper? So he explained to us that he lives in South Jersey. He stopped at the local donut shop in the morning time to get his coffee. Yeah. The guy in front of him, he could see the art history on the back. And when the guy turned around, it was Bryce Harper. Wow. So he asked, like, can I get a picture? So the guy is in the picture. How do you think he got the shirt? Because I imagine if he ordered it online, you would have to see the mail saying Harper, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, I I mean, someone, yeah. So what, you think a shell company does it? No, no. What you call it? The thing is, I sent him a package. Oh, okay. So the thing is, like, I sent him a package and I wrote him like a handwritten letter like we do for every customer. I basically just treated him just like another customer, you know what I mean? And just one day he popped up wearing the shirt. So I just was like, yo, how dope is that? That like when you're not working and you're just on your regular John, that you're wearing art history, yeah. just like these other million people around the city. Yeah. You know, man. Hey, that's, that is pretty, that's mind blowing to me that it's just like, yo, man, it, this, the reach that you have, that's great. And well, you- I want to say that just kind of how you said, you were like, yeah, like I always thought your stuff was dope. I finally bought it. Now I like wear it all the time. Yeah. So I want to say that, um, the strength of our brand is just getting in front of people. Yeah. Because like once we're in front of people, they're like, yo, this is actually really dope. And then when they finally decide to like buy something, they they wear it. They It's comfortable. It lasts in the wash. They get compliments. It does. They come back. And especially me, uh, since so my size is a common topic of debate with people I know because <laughs> I have a toddler's body. It's just fucking fat. Kind of. I'm not fat, but I'm skinny. But it's just the, the guts just there. And it's just... Like how toddlers stand there all carefree and it's just protruding stuff. Yeah, but we live in the home of the cheesesteak, so yeah, but whenever I got like a little belly. Depending on the shirt, I always get a small because it's just what fits me normally. But depending on what the shirt is, sometimes they're too small and people are like, time to bump up to a medium. And I have so many t shirts. I pride myself. I look today, I have not worn the same t shirt on this fucking show. Nice. And this is episode like forty five. <laughs> this <laughs> nice. has been forty five separate weeks where I've worn something different. Yeah. Which I'm proud of. But uh so the smalls are right on point. You yeah. made a good small. So we have we have a guy. He works for us now. A good, like one of my best friends. But um, his goal is to own three hundred and sixty five art history shirts. And right? one one day every. every and yeah, day. so like, and he's literally like sixteen, maybe even fifteen at this point, because he's going to end up getting that Trotter shirt. So he's yeah. like fifteen or sixteen shirts away from hitting three hundred and sixty five art history yeah. shirts. Yeah, you should just make shirts with numbers on them just to get them there just like a one so a we, so now what we do now since the fire we number all the shirts oh okay so like when we say that there's only like 200 of this shirt yeah that not only that like solidifies it that creates that, the buzz yeah so like it's well does the stuff. thing is is it basically shows you it's exclusivity that there's only 200 and that yeah. it's authentic because like People bootleg art history sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they bootleg it, they're not going to. You gonna, made it, dude. People yeah. are bootlegging this shit. <laughs> Do you ever think it'll get to a supreme level where the resale's just like sickening? I I hope so. 
that would be nice, right? Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, it doesn't affect you. Like, I always wonder. I guess Supreme's just killing it because they make the limited drop, and it's not like it's that expensive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. what are their T-shirts if you can get it at the drop? Thirty bucks, maybe the most. Yeah, and then they, then resell, they resell for one hundred twenty bucks. Like, yeah, like three times the amount. It's kind of insane, but I guess yeah. as like a the owner of it, I guess you got to be kind of pumped about it. Well, it's that, like I'm not seeing that money, but I saw the money when they right. flew off the shelf. So, so the the owner of Supreme actually sold it. I want to say a year ago to like a huge investment company and i think that he sold it for like 140 million or something like that so like that's why hey if they start reselling art history and it gets real big i'm not turning down 140 million yeah i'm not turning down anything over six figures i'm not turning down a lot dude (laughs) sometimes i think about my life problems i'm like my life problems would probably be solved with like three thousand dollars you know what i mean well the thing is like we already do six figures and we're actually whoa (laughs) Whoa. we're we're on our way to doing seven figures it it, it's kind of sucks because like the fire happened in march and then that exposed like a lot of the things we weren't doing right yeah and like now i have like lawyers accountants I, yeah. I have multiple lawyers now, you know what I mean? And it's and I have a business coach as well, right? Uh, so everybody, all three, all three of my lawyer, my account, my business coach were like, Jay, you know that you could have been having a million dollar company here, you could have this, you could have that, but mm. you just weren't doing these things right. Yeah. So now like moving forward, I'm just getting my stuff together and then like We'll see what happens. I'm trying to get see, to that supreme level. See, you took that with good stride, I imagine, because me, I would have been like, Well, what the fuck, dude? It was hard. It's hard to sleep at night knowing yeah, that, like, yeah, you like, could have been doing something. Hey, man, you could have had a million dollars, but you didn't. You yeah, I mean? but what it all comes it's down like getting to- a Powerball ticket and being like one number off, and you're just like, I don't even want to. Well, one number off, you still get like a million dollars, I think. But yeah, what a thing that could ruin your day, ruin yeah, your week, ruin it your really career. Really could. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you just gotta move on. You gotta move on, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I, you know keep what? Keep it pushing. You keep. You do keep it pushing, man. I admire it a lot, dude. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I go to sleep with doubts in myself, you know, and that's just me where I'm just like, I'm like, what am I doing, dude? You know? Yeah. Like, honestly, what am I doing? Yeah. I started, I, I started doing comedy like two, three years ago. I'm 32 and I'm like, I work at Applebee's and I live with my parents. Yeah. But I'm the like, thing is that I, that I, I like love about your stuff, your podcast, your comedy, that you're, you're super consistent. Yeah. We know that every week, like a new that's, podcast uh, is coming up. You all know these I mean? two gentlemen. So I always tell people that's the, that's the name of the game here. That's the trick is like longevity and consistency. Yeah, it you know is. Right? Staying I, in the game, not quitting, and then constantly being consistent. See, I get more happy with consistency than like the, let's just say, like we were talking before a little bit about the numbers because I will get so clouded by that because like I'll post something and it's like, you got five likes. And like I post, I see someone like post like a selfie and it's like 200 likes. And I'm like, what am I doing that they're not doing? You're but, not showing enough skin. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> listen, I sex sells. That's what we were just talking yeah, about. Before. Sex sells, but I yeah. don't, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is fine, dude. Well, hopefully, you know, when we do the second episode, I don't know. Well, it might take some convincing. I did say when Jack comes to do this podcast, we will both be shirtless for it. Yeah. So we will see what happens. <laughs> Which is super comfortable for him because he's ripped, but I am doughy. Yeah, I want to say that most of that. That's what he does. He's like a model on the side. Yeah, you know, and he's kind of modeling on the side. Yeah, and we were—I li- was literally on the phone with Jeff before this, and he was like, "He was like, if you took, because I told him the idea a while ago. Yeah, I was like, next time Jackson, we're going to do it. We're both going to be shirtless." <laughs> and he's like, "Do not do that." <laughs> and I'm like, "We're probably going to do it, dude. We'll get a huge female demographic. You yeah. know, they'll be like, oh man, 
Yeah, well, you got to ask Ev how you get that many likes. He's going to tell you, you got to take your shirt off. You got to take your shirt. He broke down like how to Instagram, dude. And it was just so, I was so over it, like within two seconds. Not like in a bit. Ba- <laughs> I yeah. guess it's in a bad way, but the work that goes into it. Yo, so right. To be- just build a brand via that. And I'm right. sure you know, you guys yeah, are at well, like 10,000 followers. So the thing is, I've known Sev for a long time. And uh, he came to Art History to get shirts made uh, right before COVID happened. Yeah. So he was like showing me some different things about like, making videos and social media and stuff like that. So yeah. there definitely is like a science behind it. Oh, he knows it, dude. Yeah. He broke it down and the amount of work that it's just like, I find it draining enough. And if I didn't with the podcast and comedy, if I didn't need social media for that, yeah. I would not have it yeah. at all, which I'm sure you can relate to being a well, business the thing owner. Is, is that, um, I, I actually like want to unplug. Like I wish that I could just turn my phone off for like a yeah. month and just like regroup. Yeah. And, um, I want to say that they say like people on social media, their mental health is like bad. They got depression, anxiety, stuff like that. So it's like, I want to unplug, but that's how I I run so much of my business on social media. That's how I've been because I just got on TikTok because Mark started doing TikTok with the reptiles and him and Davron were like, you need to get on TikTok. It's like the new... Which at first I'd like, I'll get get sucked in on TikTok and I just look at them like, these people are just mentally ill. And I know this because I'm mentally ill and yeah. I'm watching these people. I'm yeah, like, it takes Dang. one to know one. Yeah, and they're just like, they're like, I'm doing this into a camera on my phone. I'm like, do you not realize how insane that is? I know, I agree. And that's the world we live in now. Uh, yeah. It's the burden. Well, the thing is, all these jobs are like saying like they're understaffed and like looking for help. And I was like, yeah, because everybody just wants to make money off of like social media, YouTube, their phone, yeah. this, that, that thing. I'm one of them, dude. Exactly. Believe me, <laughs> I am one of them. And I want to say that's one of the reasons why you can't get physical labor. You know? Yeah. If this ever got a big contract, I would just be like so happy. Mm-hmm. I would be out of Applebee's so fast. I would quit in an epic fashion, so that would be the day you would want to go. Hey. Like a someone would be walking by with like a fucking tray of drinks. I would be slapping at and be like, <laughs> I'm done with this place. See you later. And just never come back. And immediate act, act like I don't know any of those people. <laughs> then realize the contract, if the contract ever came for this, it would probably be good. But like fucking these two would be getting broken off. You know what I mean? I'd be like, here, dude, you fucking, you guys do everything. Yeah, well, I know someone that, I'm actually really close to somebody. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, that has made millions off their podcast, and that's Gillian Wallow. Yeah. And like I've known Gilly for a long time, over 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when he got that contract from Barstool, he goes, I didn't even know what a podcast was 10 months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? But- he got a little bit above the ahead of the curve on that one. You know what I mean? Well, what it was, he built his Instagram following and then did the podcast. Yeah. And then Wallow had a big instagram following to yeah. it but the thing is them two together just make like oh it's mad chemistry yeah, yeah the chemistry is great yeah yeah which it's it's hard to get chemistry with people especially like i in the small amount of time i've been doing this about a year now dude it's like hard to get chemistry and i think the beauty of this podcast is so many people who watch podcasts are like i could be on a podcast and i'm like <laughs> well here's your chance dude because right. it's like not every week it's like someone who does something you know what i yeah. mean it's just like i just have my boy on yeah that's Yo. my boy. And people are like, what? And it's so just, who's like one of the, who's one of the best guests that you have as far as best chemistry? Uh, Corey was really good. But that's like your homie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, the, and Corey raps. Uh, my buddy, Chris Wallace, who's just funny. Yeah, yeah. He's just a funny guy. He doesn't do comedy. He does I mean, he makes like little clips on Facebook and stuff and they're funny. Or yeah, yeah. He'll post the funny status. It was good chemistry with him. Uh, my buddy, Naeem was real good. He did it. I met him through doing stand up and like certain people had like good chemistry. Then like some people like, and we bring it 
up all the time on here. Like my best friend Nate came on and did the podcast. Yeah. And he just shut down. He was super dry. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's getting his redemption shot very soon. We're having him back on. We haven't done a repeat guest yet, but he will be the first one because I talked about him. He was like in New Orleans when we started doing this. Yeah. I forget what he was doing. He was like working down there. And I was like, uh, he was supposed to be like the first guest. Dude. We went through like five first guests. Jeff was technically the first guest, but like issues happened with his episode, like technical stuff. Yeah, I remember. So we never put it out. And then my buddy Billy did it. And me and Billy had good chemistry because Billy was just. Yo, this this is what I think you need. I think that you just need a viral moment to happen on this podcast. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan has like highlights of Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube that gets millions of views. It'd be like Joe Rogan goes on rant about happiness. Yeah. And then for 10 minutes, he just talks and it goes viral. Hey, if it will be successful enough, I'll let someone come on here and shoot me. I'll be like, (laughs) you can just shoot me in the arm and we'll film it, dude. You know what I mean? I will not press charges. It will just be a viral video. That would probably do well. It's like, dude, get shot in the arm on his podcast. Dude, the crate challenge is blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the crate challenge. I don't care. It's dude. like the stupidest shit just blows up on social media. You'd be surprised media. what I do to get out of Applebee's. You know what I mean? Not that it's <laughs> even a terrible job. It's just I don't want to be there anymore. You know what I mean? Have you done the crate challenge? No, I haven't done it. See? I don't even know where to get that many crates. I don't know where people are getting these crates from, dude. It's the hood. You know that there's yeah. probably like some cracker that be like, yo, I could find you all the crates for yeah, five dollars. You know, dude, they definitely do have all the, the dude. The last time I seen that many crates is like just driving through Frankfurt, which cracks me up because it doesn't matter what time of day. Yeah. In Frankfurt, you're driving around and there is a kid playing basketball in a milk crate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm talking about six in the morning or midnight. They're just <laughs> out there and I'm like, what are you doing? And it's like the kid's five. I'm like, really? <laughs> Frankfurt creeps me out, dude. Yeah. And as you know, I spent some time in Kensington. I wasn't like a Kensington warrior, but like I was there to handle business of the drug affairs. <laughs> uh, and I never, it, it's like a business there, but like every time I'm in Frankfurt, I'm like, there's just something sketchy about it where I'm like, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Well, the crazy mm-hmm. thing is that I, it, like Kensington is being like gentrified as we speak. Yeah. They got to push it somewhere. Yeah. So like really the next door is like Frankfurt. Yeah. Which sucks. Cause like, oh, yeah. yo, it's crazy to think like our parents and grandparents and stuff like that, that are like from Kensington and Frankfurt be like, yo, our neighborhood was so beautiful yeah. back in the day. It's like, well, Whoa. my mom grew up in Alamy and I don't think she ever said that about Alamy. And that was years <laughs> ago. She was like, she was like, nah, it's, it's still the same. It might be worse now. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Who knows? I don't know too much about Ioni, so I can't say. Uh, me neither. She went Ioni Morel. Then here. That's a come up. My mom had a weird route. She went from South America to Ioni. So it was like shithole to shithole to Morel to Ben Salem. <laughs> you know what I mean? She made it out of Morel, dude. <laughs> no, but, uh, but we got super sidetracked. The one thing I love about this podcast is so many people come on here. Yeah that listen to podcasts and they're like, I could do this. And I'm like, this is your chance to do it. I think it's the beauty of this podcast. Yeah. It's just like, Hey man, whatever. And you learn a lot about like one of my, like I'll get criticisms, mm-hmm. not like bad, like just advice afterwards. Like, a lot from these two. Yeah, yeah. And they'll just be like, like I remember in the beginning, they're like, you talk a lot. And I'm like, well, some people give me nothing. Dude. Right. So what I realized over like starting art history when I worked for Mesquite, I did like a lot of stuff for music videos and stuff like that. And what I noticed is that I could be sitting here talking to somebody in a normal conversation, but as soon as a camera goes in front of their face, they like turn on this character. Yeah. Some people get super shy. Some people get super extra. Yeah. 
I, they try to me. act extra cool with everybody I, blah. So like the trick is it's just being yourself it, in front of camera. You know I feel I mean? the majority of the people who've come on done this have been themselves. You know what I mean? And it's just that's fine, dude. And some people are just not like, hey. Like I think people think that this was just like supposed to be like a big comedy podcast. I'm like, it's just me and my boys. If it's funny, that's great. There's usually <laughs> at least like one funny part. You know right. what I mean? It's not like I'm on all the time where I'm just like, I'm like, so this like I don't got a punchline for everything where I'm like I'm that I'm not that good, you know what I mean? <laughs> Some people are, and that's probably why they're like successful at this. And I'm just like, hey, you know. Yeah, but not all successful uh podcasts need comedy. No. Most most people I know that listen to podcasts they're like, I like ones about murder. And I'm yeah. like, okay, psycho. You know what I mean? Which that's what they're into. Yo, it's amazing how many people like love horror shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So like listen Abron's a big horror guy. He made a horror movie. Last year in October, we decided to dedicate the whole month of October to horror history. So we put yeah. out all horror movie themed shirts. Right? I know. We crushed it. Like it was yeah. like such a successful month for us that this year coming up is going to be horror history month too. Okay. So like we'll be dropping a bunch of horror movie stuff and like our reach on that has been so crazy and it has brought like so much new clientele our way. Yeah. I the uh, around Christmas I went uh, I was up doing Christmas shopping for my family and I got these two each art history shirt because I'm gay like that. I got him the gritty one and he loves horror movies so I got him the Jason one and they were like, oh, thanks. We didn't even expect anything and I'm just like, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like I went above and beyond for him but I was just there and I was like, dude, they would love this shit. Yeah, yeah, It's the thought that counts, I think. Absolutely. Side. Absolutely. Do you have your stuff picked out for the next horror stuff yet? I mean, October's coming up. We have one we have one already done, one design already done, okay. which is super dope. But I can't give any hints right now. Top you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, like so many people ask me for different things. So people ask me to do Michael Myers, right? Yeah. So last year, everybody's like, put out Mike Myers, put out Mike well, Myers. Well, you did Jason Fra- Freddy. Did you do Mike Myers? No, we did Evil Dead as the first one. Oh. And that one was super fire. Yeah. And it sold out. We did the shirts, the hoodies. The second one, we did Jason, shirts and hoodies. That sold out. And then the third one was Freddy. But the the thing is that Freddie came out like maybe like two days later than it should have. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's it still was super successful. Yeah. Also, October first, or I should say the last day of September going into October first was when Trump made the speech, bad things happen in yeah. Philadelphia. I bought that immediately. So yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, people started texting me saying, like, Jay, you gotta make a bad yeah. things happen. And um, by the morning time, by nine o'clock the next morning, we had already posted it up. See, know? that has to feel good that you did very well with that shirt. And oh, hoodie, it did I imagine. Fantastic. And the amount of people from this area who just also did that. Not the same design exactly, but I mean, it's like a phrase that like everyone in here is like, we're capitalizing on. Oh, absolutely. But see, that's the thing. When I've- and that's the beauty of life in general that like no matter what you're doing, whether it's comedy, music, art, making shirts, you know what I mean? Like, there's enough for everyone oh, absolutely. to succeed. You know absolutely. What I mean? There's enough money out here for everybody. Exactly. So with the bad things happening in Philadelphia, it's funny. So like at one point, I want to say this when Trump said that he was going to like run for president, people were like, yo, you should make a Trump shirt. But then people were like, fuck Trump. You should make a fuck Trump shirt. And then yeah. other people would be like, you should make a make America great. Like, yeah, you should have just made both. So, everyone would have well, here, so here's what we did though, yeah. right? Is that because I don't really know much about politics and I'm not a political guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't follow politics in the art history world just like don't mix. Oh, it depresses me. Like my parents watch the news every night and I'm just like, this is too, like it will be like five minutes and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I'm going upstairs. This is too draining. So here's what we did. 
we put Donald Trump on a shirt and then we put the word supervillain over his eyes, right? The thing is, is that people love the Joker. The Joker's a supervillain. People love Thanos. Thanos is a supervillain. So it's like, you could have, it's how you interpret it. So there was people that loved Trump that bought the supervillain shirt. And then there's people that hated Trump that bought the the supervillain shirt. It's just how you interpret it. See, win-wins, dude. We walked a fine line on that one. You know what I mean? So even with the bad things happening in Philadelphia shirt, people hated Trump, but they were like, Bad things do happen in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. You mean, know what I'm saying? Like, it is a very vague statement. I think bad things happen everywhere, but you know, happy we made national news about it, dude. Yeah, but it well, was a it's really just good the show craziness for us. of that whole election, especially we were all shut down, locked down. Like I had the dudes from Four Seasons Landscaping, and they blew up off of it because Giuliani gave that speech there, and people were like, "This idiot did a speech at a landscaping place for Trump," and like people were like, "Wow." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And those dudes ended up killing it. Like they were like selling shirts like crazy. Like they're a landscaping company. Yeah. And they sold shirts like crazy because people are like, I need to be a part. People were driving from like all over the country to yeah. see a landscaping place in Northeast Philadelphia. Yeah. So that happened with us when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. People were driving all up for like an hour just to get to our history store, like buy a shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like all about though, people. Like when something is trending, yeah, people want to buy something as far as like almost like a souvenir. Yeah, I don't know why you're not you know? designing a shirt right now with just the milk crate on it. <laughs> well, we talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it, but right now it's just that we're not at full capacity after a fire. True, you, know I mean? you got to give it time. You're missing out on crate shirts. Man. Absolutely, you can make it a basketball hoop, dude, and just write Frankfurt on it, and people will be like, "I get it, dude." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I seen. I I think I seen like a meme that had like. The crate is like a basketball net, and then like it says like 1990. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it'll be like 2021. It'll be like yeah, someone walking steps. on crates. Yeah. yeah. Like, People really love that shit, dude. It's fascinating. I want to know who started doing it, that it was just like, where did these things happen from, dude? This is when I start believing in conspiracy theories because I'm like, is this a government conspiracy theory to distract us from something? Because people <laughs> have just went completely apeshit over milk crates. And to get that many. Yeah. That takes like a lot of crates. That's like at least 40 crates. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane to you? It's insane, right? Well, the thing is, as far as I, I, my mom tried to tell me like, oh, uh, I heard that the milk crate challenge is like banned in certain states now because like someone died from it. Yeah, why not? That's, <laughs> that's like most things in life. They're like, it's banned, dude. You know what I mean? I think when we were kids, they were like, Pokemon's banned. It's giving kids seizures. And I'm like, is it? Yeah, they yeah, do yeah. do that. Every time something's like, yeah. yeah. Those were the days, dude. Pokemon, yeah. We know. live in weird times right now. Weird we really times. do. Where viral sensations are just like what takes over, dude. It takes two seconds to become famous. Mm-hmm. And it takes two seconds to be unfamous, too. So <laughs> I guess being relevant for any amount of time doing anything is pretty, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, longevity is definitely an accomplishment. Yeah, this will live on forever. You know what I mean? These podcasts for if I ever have kids, that will just go on forever and ever. You know what I mean? They'll be like, they'll be like, he did it. He drove around with a picture Yo, of his but face. Also, his is that this is what's so crazy at the time that we live, and is that like even though something's like super hot today and everybody's doing it, they'll forget about it by tomorrow because they're already on to like whatever the next big yeah, thing is. We're gonna forget about milk crates in two weeks. Dude. Yeah, none of us will care. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing when you talk about like shirt business, like Supreme, like how long is Supreme going to be able to yeah. keep their hotness for you? You know, the what owner's man? smart. You got that money and dipped. Well, I want to say that's 
usually should be the goal. Yeah, get the money. And the accomplish, money. Yeah. accomplish your goals and like get the money and then, you know, create some generational wealth. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's always a topic of every week. Like the big topic, I guess, was uh, everyone uh, Sunday. I was just reading on Facebook. People were obsessed with Donda. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Were you happy with it? Nope. No, nah, I wasn't either. Didn't like it, man. But the marketing behind it was genius because everybody yeah, did everyone, listen to yeah. it at least one time. I know. I feel like people were like it came out at two in the morning. People were at two oh one in the morning. They were like they were like, This is the best shit I ever heard. I'm like, you listen to a four hour album in one minute, dude, that's crazy. I had like two songs. It was like I I started off with two songs. I made my way through it, tried to. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't, you know. Yeah, well, and I think the era of music that I like, like I love college dropout, I love yeah, so late registration, I, I love graduation, yeah, yeah. I loved all of those, but I'm just like I'm like, he can do so much better, I feel, than this. Yeah, but also is that I think that um, this is just my opinion. When you hurt, hit a certain level of wealthiness, that yeah. you lose touch of just like the average guy. Yeah, being a regular person. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like it changes your mind about so much different things, but also changes his style of art and yeah. everything like that, you know? Well, we, we talked about it a couple times on here, like when people ask me about like hopes and dreams of like doing comedy, they're like, what level of fame do you want to reach? And I'm like, to be able to go into a mall still. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody recognizes me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to I, remain a human being, yeah. especially I seen with like, comedy. Yeah. Like, I, dude, Chappelle's great. And the fact that he keeps pumping out new material is amazing because it's like, how do you stay a normal person and just go about your life? Because I imagine when you go places, people are like, holy shit. Right, right. You're Dave Chappelle. Right, right. Or with Rogan. Right, right. But they right. keep pumping it out. You got to keep some normalcy in life, dude. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like certain celebrities that I know personally, yeah. right? It's Subflex, it's, I like. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, some of them became weirdos, and then some of them actually just stayed who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the second Kanye put out that Whoop Diddy Scoop song, like uh, what, like maybe like I guess it was like six years ago. Now it was a long time ago. I that's when I officially I was like, so many people think he's crazy, and he's probably crazy to a degree that I think he's just feeding into it and trolling people. It's possible. And he's like, this is going to make millions. And I didn't really try The thing is that he's a billionaire, so he's doing yeah. something right. Yeah. You know he man? plays into it. Good for him. The, the thing is, you see Kanye's like sneakers and stuff like that, like yeah. the new sandals that they put out. I see people wearing them. I can't do it. Yeah, I think I kind of lump his music into his shoes. Like I had, a, I did have a pair of the zebras, and yeah. I was just like, eh. And I'm such like a loyal Nike guy. Yeah. So I can't do Adidas. Yeah. But I they can. hurt my toes. They were like. They were my size, but apparently you got to go like a size up with them, which <laughs> in my sneaker collection, like the OCD is so insane that if they're all not 10 and a half in there, like yeah. I can't stomach it. Yeah. So what'd you go? What's the <laughs> most recent pair of sneakers you got? Uh, What? I think I got a pair of Cortezes. I wear yeah. mostly Air Max 90s. Gotcha. I just bought them. Air um, Maxes of any sort. I just I got wear. them Lightning 4s that just came out over yeah. the weekend. I'm I a like- big Jordan guy. And like, I try to. Even the people that work for me, they like love my son and they treat him like family too. Yeah. So my son has a lot of the Jordans that I have. So like uh, someone bought my son the the Jordan 4s and I got the Jordan 4s. Yeah. 4s are up there in my favorite silhouette of Jordans. 4s and 1s. You're wearing 1s right now, I mm-hmm. noticed because yeah. people sneakers. Everybody, everybody thinks that I'm like, I'm trolling because I love Jordan 2s, right? Yeah, I saw you posting a lot about it. I love Jordan 2s, right? 
But, and people are like, they're the worst Jordan that ever came out. I'm like. I think there's worse, but, you know, that's me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're up to like 34 right now, yeah. like Jordan 34. People really like fives a lot, and I don't dislike fives, but I just think they're like, like look a little weird. Yeah. I don't even wear my Jordans that often. Like, I have four pairs of fours, mm-hmm. which is like, uh, them and ones are like my favorite. 11s are up there, too. I like threes. But I'm just like, I'm like, ah, you know, I'd rather wear Air Maxes. They're just so comfortable. Absolutely. Jordans aren't really like, Air I mean. Air Max 95s, I love my Air Max yeah, 95s. I'm, I'm a big 90s guy, I'm big ones guy. Yeah. I like the obscure ones that they tried doing later. Like they did the Air Max 200s, which it's just the dad shoe. Mm-hmm. And no one bought them. So mm-hmm. they got knocked down to like 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah, and I bought yeah. like eight pairs of them. I was like, <laughs> I was like, these are so comfortable. You're all crazy. Yeah. But I, I'm like a sneaker collector too. I have so many pairs mm-hmm. I've never even worn before. Yeah, I wear all mine. Yeah. I have a lot too. I so when I was like 16, 16, 17, my first job was at Foot Action. Oh, okay. I worked there up until um I started going to school for fashion design. Yeah. And then I worked at Kicks part time and went to college for, you know, fashion, whatever. So like yeah. when I first uh got a job working for Meskeen, I was still working at Kicks. So literally like since I was a teenager, I was always in like that sneakers and clothes yeah. world. I usually think that's how me many great success stories start with people like i used to work at a sneaker store because there's mm-hmm. so many people who blew up they were like i used to work at a sneaker store now i'm fucking killing it yeah now yeah, i yeah. buy all the sneakers yo dude. i seen like andre the 3000 like started off like working at a sneaker yeah, store this one comedian been... gerard carmichael who i think is very funny i don't even know if he does stand up anymore i think he does like more production stuff man he's killing it doing that but like he's like he used to work at like a foot locker and i'm like that's crazy it's all these people used to work at a sneaker store and they're just killing it now. <laughs> so i guess that's the goal in life yeah well <laughs> work it's at a, a good start store. yeah yeah should i get a job at foot locker and foot action right now and be like yeah Yo, you guys hiring i just want to blow up yeah it's a good start our history- i'll work i'll work two hours a week man yeah. i really don't need this job our history is hiring that's a pretty cool start but i don't know too many people that have success stories behind working at mm-hmm. our we haven't been around long enough yeah yeah, I'm sure one day they'll blow up, dude. Maybe yeah. I'll get sick of Applebee's one day. I'll just come work for you. Then I'll be like, I made it, dog. Yeah, shit. You could be a bartender yeah. at the art history store. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not, dude? It's just, you know, it's super easy job bartending. I don't know. I work with people who are like, oh, man, I want to learn the bar. I'm like, literally, just pour whatever in a cup. You think people fucking know? I want to say most drinks are their name. Yeah, dude. And I've had people ask me shit like that they're like what's how do i make a rum and coke i was like i feel like you can figure this one out <laughs> so we train managers at ours and fucking swear to god a milkshake came in yeah so the bartender has to make that because the blenders are behind the bar and she just put ice cream in there and hit blend and she's like that looks real thick doesn't it i was like yeah and she was like was i supposed to put milk in it i was like it's called a milkshake yeah i was like yeah it's in the fucking name dude you didn't put that together I'd be more shocked if you just put milk in there. Like, I would be less shocked. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you just put ice cream in there. And Plus, with your phone, you could Google anything. Yeah, you can. If I ever get hit with a drink, I don't know. I'm just, which happens every once in a while. I'm not the best bartender in the world, but I'm just like, hey, well, here's how it is. But that, nothing's ever a, that complex. People always ask me, like, I get a lot of this, like, especially on my DM. Like, could you give me some advice? Like, I'm trying to start my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's the advice. Just do Here's it. The, yeah. Not only that, you could Google and YouTube whatever you want to learn. Yeah. You know I, mean? I YouTube a majority of things, dude. Yeah. Well, there if I have the patience to make it through it. You know I'm what? Very... I think people think that there's like some secret sauce to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've actually seen people come into my store, feel the shirts, feel the tag, ask me, is this screen printed? Is this this? Is yeah. that that? Uh, they want to know everything. Yeah. yeah. But they don't get it. What's like, the third can on this fucking thing? And it's like, well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> the thing is, I'll be like, 
I'll be like, there is no secret sauce to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there really isn't, dude. There's no rhyme or reason for anything. And I was talking to my buddy before this on the phone, and because uh, we were just talking about success in general, and I was like, you know what it takes for anybody to make it in any field in this world is for one random asshole to like what you do. Mm-hmm. It's great to have fans and a following. Yeah, it really takes one person to be like, I like this, and every that can set so much up for you. Yeah. You know how many record contracts like famous rappers, musicians, rock stars have gotten just because. One dude liked it. You Absolutely. Know I mean? The thing is that I seen could have happened with Metallica. Like one person was like, people are like, oh, I'm not really feeling this, and someone was like, This is special. Yeah, I mean, back when I was younger, everybody wore jerseys, and then Jay Z came out and was like, I don't wear jerseys, I wear button ups, and then all of a sudden, like nobody wore jerseys anymore. Yeah, he had like that much influence. Exactly, dude. All it takes is Jay Z to come in here and be like, "Hey, listen, man, I like this podcast," and people be like, "This is best shit I ever heard." <laughs> Yo, I I would be a little shocked if he did that. I'd be like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude!" You ever meet Jay Z? No, I wish no. I did. No, yeah. my favorite rapper. Yeah, yeah. Even still, Fa- even still, we were talking about that because one of the few songs I liked on Donda is the one that he's on. Yeah, Love and uh, yeah, I don't know. Love the reason about that. Not only my see, like that's the thing is that especially like Jay Z, Nas, blah blah, like a lot of people like Nas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just always like Jay Z. Yeah. You know well, music's like, so subjective that it's just like you know yeah. people like what they like. It's yeah. like ice cream. Everything in this life is like ice cream. People but choose like, a flavor they yo, like. Right. I'm a big. It's weird that that it's like this, but I'm a big fan of all rap. Like the rappers from Brooklyn are like my favorite ones. Like Biggie, Jay Z, and Fab. Yeah. They're all from Brooklyn, but yeah, like, they all got that swagger about yeah, them. Yeah, like I like I like them three, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a homer when it comes to it. I love Black Thought. He's like probably number one on my top five. Big Black Thought guy. I think Little Dicky is legitimately one of the best rappers ever, dude, when he's not making joke songs. And yeah. people are like, You're kind of insane for saying that. I'm like, have you ever heard songs where he just rapped? Lil Dicky's super dope. Yeah. I heard he's a weird guy in real life. Yeah, I never met him, but he's super I never dope. met him either. I feel like I watched the show and he's like very recluse social anxiety guy. And I've I've heard that he's like that. And I'm like, I think yeah. he'd blow up on this podcast. Yeah, you know? if I can get him, dude, I'll try. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll reach out to his people. I'll be like, yo. He's on a whole nother level now. He got his own show and everything yeah like it's a very good show too i've watched both seasons i was not disappointed yeah, with funny. either of them it's pretty funny i've seen it it's funny yeah so but, but yeah when it comes to hip-hop rap i'm just like usually the hometown guys i don't I'm know like, why the thing is like not I, a big meat guy though and everyone's like oh but you're such a hometown guy i'm like yeah, i don't know it just doesn't do it for me i hear you I like the thing. I know is, that's like, blasphemous. Like, because when the Eagles won won the Super Bowl, I had to hear his fucking song every two seconds, and I was right. like, "Yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> right. It's fine. I'm not hating on the dude. I'm a He's big home, I'm a big hometown guy too. Like, I love all a lot of people from Philly. You know, what I mean, I support yeah. a ton of rappers from Philly. You know, what I mean, right yeah, now yeah. we're doing the I'm so Philly, I'm so ill that. challenge. Yeah, yeah, so we gotta get. I'll get some bars on there. I'll do this. On, so. <laughs> I'm so ill literally sick to my stomach of how dumb i am i'll just be like yeah i'm just really not doing well guys i'll pick up one of those shirts i'll wear it on stage man we'll get the word out there yeah i said i always say i should have been a rapper instead of a shirt guy yeah i wish i could rap it seems like such an interesting skill to have that Absolutely. and being able to do backflips i'm just Absolutely. like those are two things if i could do like any gymnast type of stuff i feel like that's so impressive when someone's like i can do a backflip right now like, you're immediately like, I want to see you do a backflip. 
Well, now that I, I don't know about you, but I feel I'm feeling older now. My my legs don't work like that. Yeah, nothing on me works ever. Dude. Me and Mark were talking about for, uh, for Mother's Day. Me, my brother, and my little nephews were playing like a basketball game, and I like twisted my ankle super yeah. bad. I only played for like ten minutes. I twisted yeah. my ankle for the next couple of days. My ankle swelled up. I'm like, this is why I don't play basketball no more. Yeah, dude, dude, I get aches and pains every night. And I do nothing athletic or anything that involves effort. You know what I mean? But uh, me and Mark were talking either because we're big video game guys. Yeah. And we're doing a Super Smash Brothers tournament. And he was like, I need this controller fix because my hands don't work. Because he has arthritis and like carpal tunnel. He has everything wrong with his hands. They just don't work. Yeah. And I'm like, we're old that we're talking about. We're talking about playing a children's game competitively. <laughs> and about how our hands don't work. What is the world coming to? And these people are like my heroes now. I watch like professional gamers and I'm like, I'm like, damn, they're so good. And then they're like, I'm 23. And I'm like, I'm probably a dinosaur to them. And I'm not even that much older. Yeah. So like me growing up, my brother's two years older than me. And my brother still plays video games to this day. Right. Yeah. I really never got into playing video games because first of all, my brother would always just be like, I'm playing. He's the older, bigger brother. Right. Especially like if it was a two-player game, yeah. he would want to master the game first before playing me. Yeah, he'd be like, "We don't got a second yeah. control," and it's like, "I see you right there." Right, and he's like, and nah, fuck or, you. <laughs> or there's times where it's like we're playing Madden, and I'm about to like kick a winning field goal, and he'll like smack the controller out of yeah. my hand. He'll That's... turn it all. He'll turn the game off real quick. Uh, like, he freaks out. Yeah, he don't Good like. The, he don't like. <laughs> You don't yeah. like to lose. So. I'm very competitive, but like I'll be upset if I lose. But I'm not like I'm gonna slam this controller against a wall, like because <laughs> I see people do that. I'm like, how do you get that angry? Yeah, I especially mean, we when were people kid, watch we were sports. kids back then. But it's like he plays sports. And they, I mean, he plays the games now with like his son and everything like that. I think his son's like yeah. eight years old or something. So. Yeah. About two or three weeks ago, we went over there playing Mortal Kombat. Now, yeah. mind you, I haven't picked up a controller in like 20 years. Yeah. You win? Of course I did. It's crazy to think that Mortal Kombat back then is still the same Mortal yep. Kombat, just better graphics. Exactly. So, yeah, I was still kicking right. ass. Like, you just had it, in the, you had it in the fucking muscle memory. <laughs> uh, I'm big on not letting kids win in video games. It sounds a little cruel because my nephew lives with me. He's six and he always wants to play Nintendo with me. Yeah. And whatever we play, I just smoke him in it because it's just he doesn't comprehend it yet. You know what I mean? Like we'll play Mario Kart and I'm like, I, there's no fucking shot in hell that I'm not coming in first place in every race, dude. <laughs> and I feel like that will make him better one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Losing is always a part of life. Yeah. Hey. He was getting mad though because I kept beating him and he's like, this is unfair. And I was like, get better. You know yeah. I mean? Hard life lessons from Uncle Joe. I'm just like, yeah. Well, while you're doing the podcast, he needs to be at home practicing. He wanted to play. I came home from work and he was like, "You want to play video games?" So I was like, "I gotta go do the podcast." And he was like, "What podcast?" And I was like, "Whatever, <laughs> you don't even care about my dreams." Then my nieces too. like, "I want to be on it." Yeah, it's and funny. I'm like, my, no. my nieces and nephews. Uh, my sister called me up. This is like a couple weeks ago. She called me up on speakerphone with her kids in the room. And they're like, "They don't believe that you did Soldier Boy's shirts and hoodies and stuff like that." Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uncle Jay's the man. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uncle I killed Jay, that shit, man. Right. Uncle Jay's the man. Why don't you think that? They thought that we were lying to him. But That's awesome, because Soldier Boy's insane. Yo, the crazy thing is that, like, back when I was doing a lot of the major music videos, like, I got a shirt and Beyonce checkup on a video. I got Soldier Boy stuff. I did Mims Like This video, which was, like, hot back then. You know? Like, I had all these credentials. But then, like, in the neighborhood... People would like my friends would call me up like, "Yo, so I was telling so and so about all the stuff that they were that you do. They don't believe you. Yeah. They don't believe that it's you the one doing it. You know, that's what I mean? crazy. 
Well, well that's because people are haters in the world, you know what I mean? Not people only that, I'm like, believe. yeah, well, it's because that they feel like in their mind that they will never reach that level. So how the fuck is Jay doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, exactly. Why not you? You know what I mean? I had that happen one time and it was like nothing even successful. Like I went to, uh, my buddy was in a rehab in Florida. He got out. He was living in a halfway house. And I like, was like, yo, when you get 90 days sober, that's like when you can get like super involved in AA. I was like, I'll fly down and speak for you if you take a commitment at a meeting. And I went down there, dude. And he was like, you can't stay at the halfway house, which all week he was like, you're good, dude. For like months. I had the plane ticket. He's like, you're good, dude. Then I showed up and he was like, you can't stay here. And I was like, well, I'm not like, you know what I mean? I came down here with 300 bucks. I'm only here for like three days. I didn't really need money. Right. I was in Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's not like I was partying or doing anything cool. I was there to speak and go home. Right. Because I'm a psychopath. I was like, I'll go. And uh, we got there and he was like, listen, you can't stay here, but I got you set up in a nice place. And it was an abandoned house. Really? So like four years sober, I slept in an abandoned house and I came back and I was telling people the story and some dude was like, I don't believe you did that. I'm like, why would I make that up? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that was cool. That's not the hot shit on the streets. It's like, yo, you slept in an abandoned house. You're killing it, dude. So it's the worst. That's because he can't see himself doing that. That's what yeah. I realized. When people be, don't believe shit like that, I'm like, yeah, it's because they don't see themselves yeah. doing it. Well, I still feel like sleeping in an abandoned house not something that, that people couldn't be like, I can never see myself doing it. It's pretty easy to do. You know that's, I mean? a, that's credentials I don't have. I never slept in an abandoned house before. So Yeah, that was like the first, you know what I mean? I've been like technically homeless and like I'm not good at being homeless, you know? It's not <laughs> for me. I don't it, think I would either. It's not my forte, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like chose to be homeless for a while, which wasn't homeless. I was just like, out in the streets until like some weird hours then i would just like hop in my car and like the other homeless people would be like you were just smoking crack with us all night and i'm like yeah i gotta get to work and they're like <laughs> they're like you understand you're eating out dumpsters with us i was like yeah i understand that dude i was yeah. like but i gotta get to work they're like you're literally insane because i thought i had to be about that life yeah, i watched yeah. too much of the wire right, While i was right, getting right. high i was like this is my life i'm built for this <laughs> i'm i'm fucking marlo and everyone's like you're more like bubbles dude which my <laughs> brother used to call me bubbles all the time and it fucking infuriated me but uh yeah then i was actually homeless like my parents actually kicked me out and like it lasted like a good four days before i went to rehab and that's when i got sober good i was like i'm not built for this that's shit. tough love right there it is tough yeah, love yeah. you know what i mean they've tried so many times and they they stuck in there with me you know what i mean we finally yeah. made it good we made it out of the gutter that's a success story right you know, there then we made it from the halfway house in ben sam back to my parents house in ben sam so yeah. i never left ben sam really yeah <laughs> i mean i've been places but i just never leave you know what i mean all right my right, rehabs right. in ben sam they usually the halfway house is like at least in levittown the town over right, right. and they're like we got one in ben sam i'm See, like i'll take it like i want to say that if i ever had to be homeless which i hope never happens i would go to like puerto rico or miami or something like yeah. that like i'd rather be homeless where there's like a beach and yeah shit like that because they got outdoor showers by those beaches too dude and i'm the type of person who can't function i mean i guess when i was getting high i couldn't like i didn't shower you know what i mean yeah. i just didn't take care of myself yeah, yeah i barely ate i didn't brush my teeth i didn't shower it was just a scuzz ball right but now i think about it like i can't start my day without a shower yo so one time i uh i went to detroit for um this event they had like the red bull mc challenge yeah like eminem and like a couple people were the judges i want to say they had like rap battles or whatever but it's my first time ever in detroit right detroit is a very poor city they got a lot of homeless people like philly got a lot of homeless people right detroit got a lot a lot of homeless people so i was there for three days by my third day 
when I would spot a homeless person like halfway down the block, I would ask them for change before they asked me yeah. for change. Just so they know, I'd be like, hey, man. Yo, because you couldn't go nowhere without so I'd be like, can you spare some change, right? Dude. So, boy, like, I told dude, before he gets me, I said, bro, can you spare some change? He's like, ah, ah. Like, yeah. he knew. He's, yeah. like, <laughs> He's like, we're on the same hustle respect, dude. Uh, dude, last time I was in Baltimore, I was, like, shocked at, like, just, you know, not that I'm ever shocked, because I guess they do say that we have a lot of homeless people, but I guess it's, like, just so part of daily routine that you just don't notice it, which right, is right. terrible, because these are human beings. But last time I was in Baltimore, they were just like scattered through the inner harbor, like laid out in the middle of the street in the middle of the day. And I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. And see, I'm too, if I have like a pocket full of money, I just start giving dollars. Yeah, bills see, out. like I'm the same way. Like I, I usually give, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's funny, not far from this podcast is where my church is. I actually haven't been to church for a little bit now, but God will forgive me, man. <laughs> I would see this homeless guy on the way to church all the time. I constantly yeah. give him money every Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? He's smart. He got the church route. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, I'll guilt trip you into giving me money. <laughs> you know I mean? Um Yeah, apparently everywhere is pretty bad. Like they're saying like parts of LA are just Homeless. Yeah, Skid Row, right? Yeah, like the whole town's like, like, hey, no one has a house here anymore. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Wild place, Los Angeles. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like if I was homeless, I would want to be somewhere like Miami, L.A. Yeah, where the weather stays something consistent. It sucks being homeless in the cold. Bro, we were just saying that we were in Arizona. It was 109 degrees and that people were homeless. And I was like, why are you here? You've got to go somewhere else. Bro, you can't even be outside. Exactly. You die. Yeah, you got to be somewhere. There's meth there, too. I'm like, you're tweaking out here. I guess it makes sense that L.A. is like a big homeless capital because it's like the weather's just. Fine. Nice, yeah, it's and they got fine. beaches. Miami could like be that. too hot. Yeah, I could see Arizona. That, but... What is it? It's like 109, no humidity. Yeah, so it's just hot. Yeah, but see, in Philly, the thing that sucks about being homeless in Philly is that you got the worst of heat and cold. Yeah, it's because terrible. in the summertime it gets super humid. You yeah. know what I mean? The big ongoing thing in like uh, so for people that are sober, usually their sobriety dates in the winter, which makes sense. Yeah, it's they like, don't I don't want to be, be stuck out in the cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mine's always been in the spring, every time I've tried. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like May, the second try, I think, like fucking March, like the end of March, the first try, and then I find the April 5th. So it's like the start of spring. And, yeah. like, and I would sit in rehab, and I'm like, it's getting beautiful out. And people are like, yeah, what are we doing, dude? We could have been out there. And I'm right, like, oh, right. Right. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, dude. <laughs> yeah. There are people who do that, too. They just hop in. For the winter, stay sober. And then the second the summer comes around, they're like, hey, I'm back at it. Yo, it's crazy because like where I grew up at, um, drug addiction has just became such an issue. It's like, I guess this that's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we're, such- we're kind of like the mecca of it, like recovery. Like I know a lot of people go to Florida, get sober, and there's like a lot of halfway houses there. But I think like the Philadelphia area is like huge, like specifically Bucks County. It's like. That's like part of the business around here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, hey, it big is what money, it is. big yeah. money in that business. I always like look at it like it's such a culture shock because like now that I'm sober, like all this stuff's around here, and I just wasn't aware of it. Right, right. right. And you find yourself getting a little mad, and you're like, "How come no one told me?" And it's like people have been trying to tell you for years, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're right, dude. Uh, but we are coming. We're about out of time. Anything you want to close out on, or? Uh well th- first of all, you know, as the official sponsor. You are an official sponsor, that is correct. You can buy art history shirts from arthistory101.com. It's free shipping. Uh um, it's uh free shipping. Dude. And and art history store, 
we'll be back. I'm not sure if we're relocating or opening up another store or moving back to the old one, but we'll be back. Either way, we will be. We will be back. I'll conclude myself in the we because why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, brother. No nothing problem, but man. fun. We'll wrap that one up. That's all we got. It's always an awkward ending, so who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs>